Welcome to this week's album, The Podcast. This week's album is a book club, but with music. And this week's theme was concept albums. So on today's episode, we'll be discussing Lemonade by Beyonce, as chosen by a popular vote. Mr. Jake. Hey, Greg, how are you? And I see we also have the pig man there as well. How's everyone? Good, good. 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 Um, So I guess I'm just going to kind of explain what's happening here. So we have the three of us here today. Um, Last week, it was myself and Jake. We were discussing Imelda May's album. Um, Afterwards, I mentioned that we were putting a poll up on Facebook to decide this week's album. So on that poll, what actually happened was we all nominated an album. So I, no- oh, sorry, actually, we chose a theme first. So we chose a concept album. So a concept album is basically an album that has a consistent theme. Um, my album was Plan B's The De- De- Defamation of Strickland Banks. John chose Tove Low, Queen of the Clouds. Jake, do you remember what you chose? Uh, yeah, I chose uh, Demon Days by Gorillaz. And Piggy, do you remember what you chose? No. You chose Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, great album. Yeah, I do. It's coming back to me. Is, I don't even know if that's a concept album. But, um, I, I looked think... up concept albums and they said it was. That's an original picture. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. After listening to what we did today, <laughs> I'm not sure that one either. <laughs> on that note, right? So after we put the poll up, I specifically said on the group that it was an open poll. And if anyone wanted to suggest albums, they were more than welcome to. We had one boy, and it was from Sam. Sam threw two at us. She threw Bonnie Vare's For Emma Forever Go. And then she gave us a curveball with Beyonce's Lemonade. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think we can all say, unfortunately, Lemonade was the winner on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so the results of the poll, by the way, were Demon Days 9. Lemonade 11, and I think Plan B had one. So here we are today to discuss Lemonade by Beyonce. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the mic over to Jake. Actually, I'm going to pass the mic over to Piggy because you weren't here last Uh, week, right? Up yours, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But before I do, right, I just want to point out one thing. Last week when me and Jake were discussing the Mail to Maze album, one of the things that came up was the fact that both Jake and myself listened to two different versions of the same album. So we were discussing whether or not we needed to set ground rules, and we didn't. We didn't set any ground rules. Now, with that said, we all here, each each one of us know that we listen to different versions. But just for the, the, the listeners, I basically found out, I didn't know beforehand, that... Um, Lemonade is also a, a live album, or so not live album. A, a, what did I say the word was for? It's a it's a visual album. A visual album, that's the one. And um, so I chose to listen slash watch the visual album rather than listen to the traditional album. Piggy, what did you do? I also chose to watch the album as well. Thank God I did because it was it was tough, but it was, there was one song, and again, when you choose to watch wait, these albums, wait, 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 go on. Wait. Before you go straight into the song, you said it was tough. Explain that. You can't just leave us with it was tough and then talk about one song. It was like a movie What I watched mixed with an album where there was, she was acting terribly <laughs> in between <laughs> songs. No songs rolled into each other. I didn't know the name of any songs. Costume changes every five minutes to a new song, and I didn't know what was going on. Interesting. Jake, did you watch the visual album? No, God, no. I did listen to the album, though. I yeah. thought that was an accomplishment. But no, I, I usually I listen to these albums either in the car or, you know, when I'm working um, and make notes while I'm at work. I don't take notes while I'm driving. So I don't have the chance to really watch the visual album. Yeah, fair enough. And I think it's um, it's safe to say that, yes, it is an accomplishment that you did listen to the album. <laughs> because <laughs> after watching this visual album, um, I got curious and I just had a quick look at Spotify and I was shocked that the songs that I thought so but when watching a visual album it said the names that I thought were the names of the songs mm-hmm. it turns out that was not the name of the songs sure. but then <laughs> I tried to listen to one or two songs on the album and 
they I think I got lucky with the visual album that some songs were shorter than they were on the actual album because the acting took over yes yes it, it did <laughs> but I want to say by the way Piggy for the for, just to kind of get it out there I'm a fan of visual albums so the not fact that, that the not that of, one no um, Yes, actually. Oh, oh. God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, I would say I was a fan such to the extent that I enjoyed the experience, but I will never watch it again. There was so, one or two I seen that I was like saying, I was like, right, that was really, like, the one about, I don't know any of the song's names, the one about her dad at the, the funeral, I thought that visually was brilliant. But there was yeah. someone who was like, what is going on here? Yeah, well, to be fair, like, there, it was, like, I understand what is going on, because I think you were watching it while playing the PlayStation as well, or playing the PC, Rats weren't you? So, I, I played the fifth. So, when I was paying attention to the album, I was, well, I had no distractions, I was just sitting there watching the screen, and having a pen and paper in front of me, just to take notes every now and again. But, what I liked about it was, the album, or the, the visual album, starts off, essentially with dialogue where Beyonce is basically getting the ball rolling talking about what the theme of this visual album is and then once she's finished talking it comes up with like what I thought was the song names so in this instance the theme of the album is essentially a, um, infidelity so Jay-Z cheating on her yeah, I so, that, yeah. so the, the first what I thought was a song name that came up was Initiation and she's kind of talking about um, basically the horse starting to get paranoid, basically. Starting to think like Jay-Z is coming home late at night. I was reminding her of her dad, that sort of stuff, you know. So And then a song came out or whatever with, with a title of Denial. So I was like, okay, Denial is this song. That's what I thought it was called. Turns out it's not the name of the song, by the way. Um, so it's not that it was just one song just thrown in there there was flow to it there was logic to it so let me just have a look at my notes real quick titles were initiation denial anger apathy um, emptiness hope redemption and lemonade beautiful (laughs) well so do you remember why lemonade was in there Right. Let me tell you, first of all, let me just take you back. When I first started listening to the album, I listened to it on Spotify. Then my Spotify, I didn't realise the premium ran out. So I listened to about seven Beyonce songs. Then I looked down and I was on a completely different album. So I was like, why? I'm not wasting my time listening to so many Beyonce songs. So like, this is an insane of an album. Then you said, oh, no, here's the, the hour-long video of an album. And then I was like, so I knew some names of the songs. And then I was like, why aren't these what I thought they were and then I was I was in a world I was in a different world than you so I listened to about 40 Beyonce songs Halo mm-hmm. came on great song Halo? on Spotify oh so you weren't listening to the album you were just listening I listened to, to the, the, the uh, I listened to the video after I tried to listen to the album so do you know if you don't have Spotify Premium and you yeah. click into play, I went into Lemonade and I click play it'll give you like maybe two three songs of Lemonade then it'll just give you any Beyonce song and then I'll give you any song that sounds like Beyonce. So I was listening to random artists, and I was like, this isn't bad. Then I looked down, and I was like, Mashia Black, and I was like, who, who is this? Like, this isn't Beyonce. And then I was realised what I'd done. Okay. Fair enough. So, I'll move on to Jake in a moment, but just before I move on to Jake, so once you realise that you listen to their songs in the wrong order on Spotify, you move to the visual album and mm-hmm. watch it from start to finish. And you didn't enjoy watching the visual album from start to finish? I enjoyed moments of it. I didn't enjoy the whole thing as like as an album. Like it wasn't an album to me. It was like a mini video shoot slash with a few songs that didn't make any sense to me. Okay. And have you ever watched the visual album before? Never, never. And would you be inclined to watch another one based on this experience? Someone would have to say that to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, okay. I'll, I'll come back to you later, Piggy, or at least maybe we'll have a discussion going if we may. See Jake. you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what was your, your thoughts on the album? Uh, 
It's not bad. I mean, it, it okay. I came in probably like you two, uh, expecting it to just be a, a Beyonce album. And in the end of the day, it really is just a Beyonce album. It, it gives you what you want and what you expect musical and, and technical perfection that Beyonce over the years has always shown she can give you. But really at the end of the day, if you, uh, if you slap a full scale orchestra behind anybody, it's going to sound beautiful and, and it's going to draw your attention. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I want, I really want to like it. And then I listen to parts of it and parts of what make me sad and not want to like it is that the songs that had guest stars, like the Jack White song, uh, God, what's that Jack White song called? The, uh, I can't even remember, but it, it, it's a, uh, or the song with the weekend when those are the best songs on the album, it just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's lives up to its hype. I mean, yeah. have you read some of the hype about this? The best album of the decade, the 2016 best album. It, they say it revitalized the record sales. Like, but I just don't feel like it lives up to that. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I hear you because one thing that came into my head while I was watching the album, <laughs> which is a strange sentence to say, um, <laughs> one thing that came into my head a bunch of times was, like, look, she does have talent. I'm just not her target audience here. Um, and, like, that's based on many factors. It, one of the factors is, like you said there, some of her best songs were with guests in it. So mm-hmm. that just says a lot for me that I'm just not a fan of horror music, you know. And in in terms of the weekend, by the way, so I heard him on the song on the visual album, and I was like, "Nice, the weekend," because I like the weekend. Yeah, he was on the visual album for like ten seconds. <laughs> so I was so the best one of the best songs was the best song for ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, six inch was a good song. It was a uh, "Don't Hurt Yourself" was the Jack White song, and. uh yeah, it's, those are the those are the best ones. And I'm not trying to bash Beyonce for anyone out there who is a diehard Beyonce fan. It's like I said, over the years, we've all come to expect just that, I don't know, expert music and technical perfection that she gives and she can put out. She's like, she isn't, I don't know, she's going to be one of those people who lives throughout the ages. Her music will live on, but this album just, I don't know, it just felt like it was built up to be something more and it, it just didn't. Um, but like you said, we're not her target argue, uh, audience. We are three pale white guys, and this is definitely not an album that was written for us. Like, well, even even to kind of touch on that, right? So, like, um, Sam, my girlfriend, she listened to the album, which I fucking hope she would, considering it was her fault. We all had to listen to it. <laughs> um, but she listened to it before I did, so I asked her, "What did you think of it?" She said she loved it bar one song hmm. the one song she didn't like was the one song that I liked <laughs> The Weeknd <laughs> no actually uh, see I, I know I said The Weeknd a minute ago but it was the song that you mentioned earlier for you the one about her dad that kind of sounds a bit country yeah oh so, daddy issues or something yeah. or da- daddy's so, lessons exactly so The Weeknd was good for 10 seconds but he was only there for like 10 seconds so if I had to pick one song that I actually did enjoy was that daddy song whatever mm-hmm. and that highlights where I am with my views on this whole Beyonce thing that the one song a Beyonce fan didn't like is the one song that I liked, you know? Let yeah. me throw this out here real quick. I thought with the album, there were so many songs, like there was a country song, there was a rap song, there was a mm. choir song. Like, I, like There was so much different like music where I was like, right, I don't really like country music. And there's all of a sudden Beyonce's a country singer. And I was like, I, I couldn't put, get my mm. head around it. The one song she sang where her, actually, her voice is beautiful. The one song she actually sang, sang like just her with nothing really in the background. And it was just her singing. Yeah. I, was like, I can't remember the song because obviously it was a visual. I was like, that's incredible. But then every other song was like, right, listen to Beyonce rap. I was like, oh, she's a terrible rapper. She's yeah. a terrible country <laughs> singer. She's a terrible choir singer. Like she had one good song in my opinion. And now I can't remember what it was called. It was like she sang, you know, the song I'm talking about. Like it was like a powerful song. It was like it was like something like Halo or something like that. I was like that was beautiful. Yeah, it was so, a great song. So the song that you're referring to, right? For me, that was what I thought was called Hope. And yes, beautiful. It 
Yeah, it was basically she was kind of singing about breaking out of chains and stuff like that, you know, and, and freedom, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry, you went for me, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's a lovely song, but then, like, there were so many different genres and music, I was like, oh, Beyonce doesn't do country, oh, she does now. <laughs> Actually, on that note, Jake, I, yeah. uh, that's one thing I was thinking about when, when that country song came on, part of me was going, that sounds like a country song, and then, like, 10 seconds later, I was like, okay, to me, this also kind of has Louisiana-type music vibes to it, but then I started to wonder, is this me having the equivalent of an American person thinking, oh, you did the Irish stuff? Like, what music was that to you? Was that country? Yeah. Was that? Sure. Something yeah, it was. I, I think the grave misconception is that, uh, oh, God, to quote the Blues Brothers, there's country and there's Western and then there's country and Western. Um, you might more traditionally think of like country Western music as what you think of as country music. Country music nowadays has become more poppy. You know, Taylor Swift started off as a country artist. Yeah. Um, that did sound very country to me. It, Louis, her roots are in Louisiana too, I think, if I remember right. And, uh, you know, she wanted to bring in some of that uh, Creole vibe, I guess, which is great. I love Louisiana culture. Um, it's funny about you two bringing up the country song because one of the things I have on my notes just says, if nothing else, Daddy Issues, which is that country song, made me actually want a Beyonce country album. Like, there you go. like if this album did nothing else for me, I'd like to hear a full Beyonce album that's all country. And I don't even like country music. But that, that sums up what we're all saying here. Like, we are not her target audience, and we like the one song that her target audience didn't like. Didn't like, yep. Yeah. Well, again, let's say tar- her target audience did enjoy that's one person. That's <laughs> well, half her target audience, female. Yeah. So, come here, Jake. I know how you mm-hmm. felt about it there with, with Daddy Issues um, being pretty much the only other song. You've got more music knowledge than us. What would you rate that? The album overall, yeah. from from like a musical standpoint. I mean, from it, your standpoint, yeah. from my standpoint, from a technical standpoint, it's it's technical perfection. I mean, the people that she involved in this album, though, it's very hard not to have that. I mean, Jack White might just sound like he's slapping a guitar half the time, but what he's <laughs> what he's doing is actually, you know, art. Um you know, it's the same way. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the name of the song. I think it was the Kendrick Lamar song, Freedom. Um, she brought in two guys is teaching the Lamo father-son combo. They're ethnomusicologists, which just means they study, you know, music from around the world. And they're long past. I think both of them are, are long dead. But she just brought in some of their concepts and, and it just made it even more technically sound. Um she wasn't going to put this out without making it perfect. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was technically perfect. And come here, in her album, was there any dialogue in the album other than the songs? Yes. <laughs> and that was one of the things I did not care for was like, Interesting. well, when there's nothing going on, when I'm just staring at something completely different and Beyonce's just talking and I have no idea what the hell she's talking about. Cause I can't see the pictures. Yeah. Like it's confusing. I mean, it, it also is distracting for a very odd reason. And it's because anybody who listens to this for the first time after they watch the new lion King movie, I kind of have a feeling when they hear that disembodied voice, if they're not watching the actual visual album that, my brain i heard that stupid no. lion like i pictured that lion instantly interesting do you know what i i had a note written down here that again we both got very different um perspectives here because you listen to the actual album where i watched the visual album now i don't know which is the which if, if you ask beyonce what's the preferred way to listen to it, i don't know what the hell she'd say but one thing that i thought to myself while watching this visual album was thank God for the dialogue because my my mind was going, if I was listening to this album, it would just be me hating my life, wanting this to be over as soon as possible, you know? Really? But because because of the dialogue in the in the visual album, 
it made me like the team made more sense to me. Like I knew going into it was about Jay Z's infidelity. I think the whole world knew about that, whether they even listened to it or not, you know. Um, but like I said earlier, the the different chapters and the dialogue before that, it it, it gave more. And what's the, it just it made more sense to me hearing her talk about it and then hearing the songs, right? Like, to, to to sum it up, right at the, towards the end of this album, um. You see, it, it cuts to a clip of her grandmother talking at her 90th birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she says the, the, the famous quote, when life gives you lemonades, uh, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. How did yeah. you fuck that quote? I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what she says, right? She says, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And it made me think, obviously, that's the whole point of this album. That's what it's called Lemonade. That right. She went through this shitty ordeal where her boyfriend, her husband cheating on her, blah, blah, blah. Her making lemonade is her making what she sees is this perfect album, you know. Yeah. So she's making the best of what for her is the shit situations ever happened to her. Yeah. And light at the end of the tunnel, basically. Right. Yeah. It kind of like we talked about with the Imelda May album last week. It, sometimes they put those songs near the end, and and they give you hope. They they want you to know that sure there was some doom and gloom, but you know just like. They want you to push through and be inspired by their music. They're going to do the same. Fun little fact for you here. I, that's one of the only music videos I watched was that last one. And that lady who says that quote is not her grandmother. Oh, that, that is Jay-Z's grandmother. Oh, that is. Yep. Which I find even more interesting. Her grandmother is the woman that she quoted saying, uh, grandmother, the alchemist, you spun gold out of this hard life. That's her okay. grandma. She's talking about. Yeah. Right. By the yeah. way, um, on that note, right. I know as a truth album and uh, the visual, album, we don't see Jay-Z until I don't know, halfway through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, like her giving out at the start, obviously, because like I said, there's different uh, chapters or whatever. Um, but it's it's kind of when she starts to get to the um, acceptance stage that you start to see Jay Z. Yeah, and that's when you start to see her. Pre- it, it, it looks like she's showing her love and appreciation is still there for Jay Z. That's what it looks like she's trying to show us, you know. And it cuts to like a montage at one point of happy times with Jay-Z and their kid and then other couples with happy times and all that sort of stuff um, so as I say when that album was made, released anyways Jay-Z hated his life but by the end of him watching that or listening to it I'm sure he somewhat happier <laughs> I don't know. we've all been in a doghouse <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we all didn't cheat on Beyonce though of all people no, Lord. Sure, sure. um what do, you, what do you think about that, Piggy? About the fact that she even put Jay Z in the in the visual album? Like he, that I think that was the reason for that. Obviously, like for him, like that's a whole new audience that Jay Z brings in. Like there's no like I would never have heard about Beyonce if it wasn't for Jay Z personally. Uh, like, okay, so you think she put him in the visual album to boost sales, or do you think there she was no, being? Okay. Go ahead. No, go on. Finish your question. No, no, no. I was oh, no, like, oh, like, that's like they're like the power couple. That's like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Like everyone knows Jay Z and Beyonce. So at that stage, like that's how, like, she said so many albums. Out. I don't think she put Jay Z in just to boost sales because everyone knows who it was. It was probably a selling point, maybe to be like right to kind of get maybe females to be like right. Your life isn't perfect either as mine, and kind of get that kind of like little thing going. But hmm. I think Jay Z is there to show that it's not a diss album to Jay Z and to show that they're both back on good terms again. Yeah, I I, I think anyone who listens to this and and I know there's a there's a lot of people out there going through shitty breakups who might listen to this album and and feel like she is just beating the living hell out of Jay Z verbally. <laughs> but what a lot of them don't realize if they don't read it is this album he was involved every step of the way from day one like he was helping her go over songs he was helping her you know write them produce them like and she says that in multiple interviews like every song she would run by him not run by him for can i put this out there Mm. but run it by him is is this good like is this a good song and he through his whole career has always been about self-expression. So he's, Oh, he always was pushing her forward in this to do it, get it out there. Like, you know, express yourself, get those emotions out. 
I think it was on his uh, his record label. Remember, he had that record label with Kanye. He's probably not. He had a record label with Kanye West that it was called. I don't know what it was called, but like he would only push albums to that record label, and you couldn't get um, them from any other like streaming platform. Time. Yeah, exactly. I think he. Yeah, I think that was yep. it. Was released on that, so obviously he had a lot to do with it. If it was like, yeah, because it was really... money in his pocket, basically. Right, it was released on Tidal with an extra song called Sorry, an original demo version that was a, a little longer than the one that was on the original album. I actually listened to the full 13 songs instead of the 12 that's on the visual album. Um, it's very much the same as the original Sorry that's on the normal one that you heard, though. I didn't hear songs in any order. And Greg, is it just me or are all the songs just... I watched an hour and 14 minute video of Beyonce. I can't tell you any songs names because they didn't tell me them. I just listened and was like, okay, here we go. Well, for me, I thought I knew the song names until I looked on Spotify um, and they were completely different. So for for me, it, it became clear after looking at Spotify, after listening to the visual album, that I didn't hear the full songs for every song, but also that the chapters were just chapters not song names yeah and no, what you I, were saying like the video like kind of made the album for me as well like where like i'd be like that song was terrible then i look and i'd be like oh like oh this is really interesting like what's going on like video like visual wise like the funeral scene like the different scene when jay-z came in like it drew yeah. me attention where jay didn't obviously get that because it was all lyrical for him like 100 percent because there was one song where i was thinking to myself oh i'm enjoying this but then 10 seconds later, I was like, okay, I was enjoying this. It's now just kind of dragging on a little bit. And, yep. and then it kind of, the visuals kind of took me back in again. And I was like, okay, I'm enjoying these visuals. And that made me go, thank fuck for the visuals. Because if I was listening to this, I'd be hating life right now. Yeah, I definitely get that. And like a few of her lyrics, like I don't know, Jake, what you were listening to, because it seems like we're listening to different albums. There were some lyrics I was just listening. To, I was like, like, what is that? Like she's talking about like opening her legs and letting people enter and stuff. And I'm like, what? Is oh going no, on no, here? no. I you heard, I heard the same. Like, what's going on did, here? It's like, did you not? <laughs> did you not see the the lyrics? I text you guys in the group chat that I was like. 30 seconds into listening to the album and I'm like what in the living fuck am I hearing here like seriously her about stopping her menses with holy text like come on like okay <laughs> little yeah, graphic it was, yeah it was wild I just wasn't ready for it it wasn't like the visuals was nothing to do with that but I just like right. the draw my eyes in and I'm like what's going on here and then it's like like her holding kids and stuff I'm like oh god I was like this is this is different right and yeah. you know here Sorry, Greg. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that like, I have no idea what that lyric was about. But one thing that did stand out to me was the theme of the album, which was it started off with her talking about how she wanted it. Like, basically, she she was in denial about herself and um, because mm-hmm. Jay-Z was cheating on her and she started to, she, she started fasting and she started, you know, like not speaking for a while. So she was just going through struggles and changing herself to to, to try win her his affection back basically but then towards the end of the album it's more of a celebration of herself and who she is rather than trying to change herself for other people you know so I don't know what the fuck that lyric that you were talking about meant but did you hear that lyric I did I'm sure it's something got to do with her celebrating herself or that's all I can think of well, that's the thing is we might say they're strange lyrics or, or weird lyrics, but they could be empowering to the people who the target audience is like one man's trash is another man's treasure doesn't just mean literally, you know, physical things. It means, you know, things can mean more important things than other people and we might never understand it. And that's the beauty of music like. 100%. And there was there was like there was one thing in. um like there was one song towards the end where it was a bit of a song about the celebration of I don't know it was more like the celebration of her color and her skin and all yeah that, sort that of stuff. was a good song I remember listening but, I remember yeah it was and like I'm not trying to hate on her like that but like I enjoyed that song but at the same time one thing that came to my head was it's it's for me it's the same as watching some films where. I can't relate to it, but I can still get entertainment from it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that I enjoyed the song, but I couldn't relate to it. Yeah, that was like the well, whole album for me. I mean, you you do know, like she was quoted as saying in an interview that uh, this this album is also very much about like the historical impact of slavery on black love. I got a little bit of that when they were talking. She was talking about like putting gloves on to change the color of her skin and like kind of clothes to yeah. manipulate her. Like mm. on a, I got a bit yeah. of that, but I, I can't relate to that like at all. Like we're, no, we're never gonna get it. Like it, it, that's like you giving me a, a goddamn album about the Irish famine and me trying to relate to it as well yeah, as I you guys potatoes could. Potatoes and chips as well. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we'll we're not gonna relate to it. That doesn't mean we can't enjoy the album for being beautiful so, music or well made, but we're going to always miss that integral part that really brings it into our hearts and brings it home. Exactly. Mm. That's it. That's it. So come here then, right? So far, Jake, give me a number out of five. Oh, I don't think, I mean, can I give you two numbers out of five? Okay. So give me your technical number out of five. It's a, it's a, it's a tech. Technically this is a six. Like, this is a beautifully performed, written. Listen, she's got full scale orchestras behind her and some of the best overall musicians the modern era has to back her up on some of these songs. Technically, it's a six. My feelings about it. Listen, had you asked me a week ago, it'd be a, two, a one. It, so when I say it's about a three and a half, a three, mm. that's a that's a big compliment. Yeah. And to be honest with you, by the way, Jake, there, I completely agree with you there. Right. So I dragged this out not wanting to listen to it i listened mm-hmm. to it before this podcast so that at last every episode so far i've listened to the albums four or five times today i listened to this once and it was just before recording this yeah me so, too now for myself again same as you three is my personal entertainment for but that's three for the visual album to expand on that a little bit just as, as like i said earlier there was moments where i was kind of getting a bit bored but then I found something to to reel me back in again. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there was enjoyable elements, but those elements that just didn't do it for me. Right. Piggy? I'm going to say a two, and that's just because you spoke of a tree. It was going to be a one and a half, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> because like, that, I can't relate to any of the stuff she said. Like the most, all the Beyonce songs I, I actually enjoy, it's her like, like showing off her like her voice is incredible it's sort of like walking to her strengths where in this like if there was no visuals there I would have turned it off after about two songs genuinely it was just like it wasn't a Beyonce I know she can't rap she can't country sing just like she, she to me she's a singer and she just didn't do enough singing so I give no, her I, yeah. a one I'm gonna go back to one and a half you're right Jake right, yeah, I agree ones. that's fair, fair now enough. Did you notice some of the fun stuff on the album, though, in the in the last few seconds here? Like, did you notice that she quoted Soldier Boy at one point? Oh, yeah, quite a check me out my swag. That doesn't take anything away. It was an album. <laughs> no, but another little fun fact to show the massive cultural impact that this actually had and to give it its dues, several colleges in that same year actually dedicated entire semester long courses to the study of this album and its cultural impact. Now I'm going to take nothing away from that, but also say that some colleges studied the movie get out and its cultural impact. (laughs) That's fair. Get out is a good movie too, but Mm -hmm. it just seems to me like a lot of colleges are quick to jump on something that they think would bring the students back to paying attention again. No, you're right. 100%. Mm. And just to trust on what Greg was saying, like obviously in America, it's it's a big issue, but in Ireland, like I wouldn't say there is no racism, but racism is at a very, very low scale in Ireland. But like, we, like, we wouldn't like, we wouldn't look at that and be like, isn't that great? Like it's so impactful. Like we just like, that's an, that's not a good album for me. And that's it. We wouldn't think twice about it. Right. Yeah. No, it, you know, as someone who, loves it over there and i you guys have taught me a lot i i know that racism is very different between our two countries and i i'm not gonna lie it, it it's ingrained to in me i was almost nervous coming on here because it's like you know as a business owner in america about to have a podcast about this album of all things in the modern era like i had to think like was this a good idea for me <laughs> like you know am i gonna get that cancel cultured or you know but no mm-hmm. it, Turned out I had good opinions, so. 
Mm. Music's music. At the end of the day, to me, it doesn't matter who's singing it. Like what? Like music's music. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Music's music, and it's meant for everybody to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And on that note, right? So, Piggy, you said earlier on that you you weren't familiar with concept albums, no. but Jake, you seem to have a bit of more knowledge about hip hop and all that sort of stuff that Piggy likes that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any concept albums that Piggy probably already already likes that you might be aware of? Oh God! Uh, yeah, well, the one I suggested I think was universally liked by most people. I mean, uh, Gorilla's Demon Days is a it, it's a yeah. great album, yeah. um, and and it tells a story just like this. Um, you know, it goes through every song is about a different artist's struggle with a different mental health disorder. Um, so that's how that becomes a concept album. To be honest with you both. In my opinion, this mm-hmm. is not a concept album. This is still just a pop album with with guest stars. I, it's it, it's really not a concept album. It, it, if it is, it is on that borderline. I mean, if you sit this next to Pink Floyd's "The Wall," which is like the golden mm-hmm. staple of concept albums, you know, Greg, like they are not I, one in the same. I hear you, Jake. Right, but if you watch the visual album. It to me, it's clear that it's a concept visual album, mm-hmm. just based on the the theme from start to finish. Um, but then again, I didn't listen to the studio album on Spotify, which I had a glimpse at it, and it was different. It wasn't completely different, but there was a difference, you know. Sure. So just just to, to touch on that, like I said, I I on my notes here, right? So the chapters, I just kind of want to touch on it real quick because I got it wrong earlier. So the chapters are intuition. So about the affair, intuition, denial, anger, apathy, emptiness, accountability, reformation, forgiveness, resurrection, hope, and redemption. And then mm-hmm. lemonade, making, making lemonade out of that situation. So to me, there is a clear theme there, especially when you listen to what she says at each chapter. And then you may hear the songs taking into account what she said. Because it's, it's not as if she just goes right, okay, this chapter is about reformation. And then she starts singing about dancing, you know? She actually sings about what she was just talking about there a minute ago and it makes more sense to you. Right. So, so that's why, for me, it is a concept album. Well, again, that's my opinion. and <laughs> Opinions are like ourselves. We all have them. <laughs> we just we we just have to make sure from now on we all watch or listen to the same thing. Uh, f- listeners, going forward, we will make sure we establish some kind of ground rules, maybe. See, we, I kind of uh, like the fact that we listen to different stuff because it gives us different viewpoints. So I don't mind that personally. I, okay, I'm down with it. I don't mind. Like, I just want to make sure that, like... It doesn't listen. The one, the Amelda May album was one thing. There's five different releases of that album. Like, <laughs> that's quite a few. Yeah. And come here to, to kind of touch on what you said there, by the way. Um, so, Piggy, by the way, I was trying to get Jake to try and persuade you to listen to more concert albums, but we'll no. come back to that after this, right? Okay. Um, but what Jake was touching on there about the wall, right? So, when I found out this album was a visual album, I got excited because, like Jake said there, The Wall by Pink Floyd is known as one of the best concept albums of all time. But that is also accompanied by a visual... Well, it's not called a visual album, it's a rock opera, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, So they have The Wall. Um, However, there's also the 2015 version, which is Roger Waters' The Wall. So The Wall from the 80s is the one with... um, Bob Geldof in it, and it's, like I said, it's a rock opera, so it tells the story of, in, in the movie, it's Pink. It tells the story of Pink, a, a superstar, a rock star, basically. Um, well, how would you word it, Jake? His fall from grace? Is that how you'd word it? Yeah, that's or a fair way to put it. Yeah, where the 2015 version, um, which is just the only similarities that the songs and the name, The Wall, so it's Roger Waters' The Wall, um, is more of a concert album. Have you seen Roger Waters The Wall, Jake? Me? No, I have not actually. Right. I, I I will now. I didn't realize that they redid it. Well, they didn't redo it, right? So just to expand on that a bit. Um, so Roger Waters wrote most of The Wall. Um, mm-hmm. And he basically does a lawsuit between him and David Gilmore and Pink Floyd in general um, mm-hmm. for the rights of The Wall. Um, Roger Waters won the rights first, so that's why he keeps selling it now as Roger Waters the Wall. Um but basically 
in this album or in this visual concert album, it's Roger Waters telling the story of his past experience, his experience with death as a result of war. And it jumps between him talking about that and a concert album, a concert of him playing the wall songs, you know? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so like when it comes to Pink Floyd, there's some fans who love all of Pink Floyd or whatever, where I like to say I'm a David Gilmore fan. Um, I hate Roger Waters. <laughs> um, just because of... For, one main reason why I hate Roger Waters is he's a money-hungry fucker, right? Um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. He kicked one of the, the members out of the band. I think it was the drummer. Um, when they're recording the wall, um, and but then they hired him back and paid him uh, a salary to play the drums for the album. And um, as a result of that, there's a fact, a little known fact, uh, that the drummer is the only person to make money off of the wall album <laughs> because huh. he was paid the salary where the rest of the band lost money on the album. Wow, that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, it is but, uh, cool. Yeah. but yeah, sorry, the, the, where I was going with this is right. So based on visual albums, right? So. I'm a fan of visual albums. I'd recommend The Wall, Piggy, both of them. Uh, the one with Bob Geldof, but also the Roger Waters one. Yeah. Touching that, I wanted to kind of prefer... Sorry, I'll let you go in a second, Jake. You're good. Uh, I kind of wanted to touch on another very similar to this type of visual album. It's Have you ever heard of a girl called Janelle Monet? Mm, I haven't. Piggy? No, no, I haven't. No, I didn't either, right? Basically, one day I was looking through Amazon Prime it was actually a couple of months ago, and I seen what was called a film called Dirty Computer. I had no idea what it was. Um, I read it, and it just basically said it was about like androids and stuff like that. So I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll give that a go." It was a visual album, right? Um, it was hip hop slash kind of like synth funk, would you if you call it that? Huh. Um, but the whole theme of the album was kind of similar to this celebrating women but at the same time it was in its core it was about how people view how people are viewed by society compared with how that individual views themselves or identifies so basically when they say oh yeah after watching the movie by the way it's, it's a hip-hop pop funk type of album um about the theme on this one is about Essentially, people who believe that they're born a certain gender, but then society are telling them, "No, you're not. You're you're wrong. You're you need to clean your your brain here. You're hardwired wrong." So that's why she used the the, the term "dirty computer." So they basically in the movie they keep trying to reset their brain to make them think that they're a certain way, but that person deep down knows they're not what society is telling them what they are. You know? Oh yeah! Wow, yeah, that's so powerful. That, it is, and it's 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 a lot of pop type, girly or whatever type of music that I wouldn't normally listen to, but watching that visual album, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I mean, if uh, Peggy, are you a Kanye West fan? Indeed, not as late, Ken- latest as earlier stuff, not the stuff now, but I still listen to it. Still, it's good lyrics. You know, Kendrick Lamar, Kid Cudi. Yeah, all them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much every album all of them put out is considered a concept album. Give me an example all... of a Kanye West concept album. Jesus? His newest stuff, yeah. Like, College Dropout. Then there's like a, a concept album. Then, yeah, like, College Dropout. I don't know what some of his older ones are. I mean, you know, for Kendrick Lamar, you're talking like Good Kid, Mad City. That's the one I said, yeah. That's the only one I knew. Oh, that is the one you suggested. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Colour Shopper was a concept album, but I've never like, no, yeah. like I've never watched them from videos. Like if I'm listening to songs, I listen to them randomly. I don't sit down and like listen to an album start to finish. Yeah, you're and a crazy person. Listen, yeah, I don't listen to video. Like I don't look at videos of every album. I just listen to the lyrics in the song. Like all right, I, like I like that. I mean, I'm more than what you're saying there, Piggy. Um, a concept album aren't always accompanied by uh, videos that make more sense. No, and um, they're just visual albums. That's kind of a a different thing altogether, but they kind yeah. of related to this. This one kind of hit two words at one stone. It was both a concept album and a visual album. But yeah. uh, College yeah. Dropout was just a concept album. Yeah, or the Childish oh, Gambino God. albums or, or concept albums. 
I like if I listen to this Beyonce album start to finish, like like what you did, I don't think I'd be able to like adapt that as a concept album because the I just think that was an album that was all over the place. Yeah, like that's why I... like yeah, it's just like the Ivory song is just completely different. Where, yeah, like, that's why Colors Dropout <laughs> made sense to me. That's why the three of us have different opinions on whether this is a concept album or not, because I did not watch the the visual album. I listened to it from a musical standpoint and it's from a musical standpoint, it's not, but maybe with the concept album tacked on or the visual album uh, tacked onto it, it becomes a concept album. No, you need the video hundred percent without the video. It's, I can only imagine the video like was 90% of what I enjoyed. I'm just going to believe you. I'm not going to do it. I'm <laughs> yeah, not watching I wouldn't it. go back. Jeez, I wouldn't go back. No, I'll never watch it again. Oh, Lord. Which, by the way, Dirty Computer, again, just to touch on that, I was not familiar with that, with that Janelle Monet girl. Um, but the minute that was over, I recommended that to John. I watched it a second time just because I wanted to see, not not on the same day, I went back to it a few days later because I wanted to see if it was a case that I still enjoyed it now knowing what it was or was it the fact that I just enjoyed it because it was just out of the blue for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then then I kind of went and started listening to the albums as well and enjoyed that. So it's not a case that I don't enjoy hip hop concept albums or whatever. It's I just don't enjoy this concept album. Yeah, agreed. Although earlier I did say I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> You're allowed to change your opinion. No, no, I'm not changing my opinion. I enjoyed it for the experience, but I will never listen to it again. Right, that's fair. Cool. Right. So that's that's pretty much that. Um, we spoke then today about next week's team. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided that we were going to go for a team of bands or, or just music that you think other people need to hear. So what are your nominations, lads? Peggy, or, go ahead. No, Jake, you go first. <laughs> oh, God. So I probably picked the most popular of all the albums, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I went a little American, a little rock, a little little banjoy. Greg hates me. Uh, I, I'm going to nominate Good Company by the Dead South. Uh, love this uh, local distillery here that plays a lot of music like this, and uh, it, uh, yeah, it's a good album, I think. Hmm. Now, are, you said they play a lot of their music in the distillery. Would the Dead South be considered? mainstream in america no not at all uh <laughs> they play a lot of uh bluegrassy style music let's say um you know a little more rock sometimes there was a few other albums i was thinking of you guys are real lucky i almost i almost nominated the hamilton soundtrack because that is literally all i listen to right now because i'm just obsessed with hamilton mm-hmm. but uh no it wouldn't be considered mainstream here mm. Okay. Now the only reason I asked is um my I, I was telling you earlier my nephew is four and he plays one of their songs all the time. So mm-hmm. for me I, I can just never escape the dead south. So I just <laughs> wasn't sure whether that was just a unique experience for me or whether they were kinda of like that the world over. <laughs> oh no, yeah. It uh that song is their most popular song though. So like a lot of people have heard that song. Mm. What about you, Piggy? Do you remember what you want to know? Oh, listen, I remember everything. I, I, <laughs> Jake might know of this person. I doubt it, though. His name is Rod Wave. He's, no, I'm going to take that. Uh, that silence is a no. Is that, your adult fi- is that your adult film star name? No, no <laughs> I wish. I, his album is called Play for Love, but he, he's new. It's kind of like gospel. Kind of, like, you know where Nate Dogg used to be, Greg? Or Jake, if you know him. Oh, Nate. He's like a, he's like a modern Nate Dogg. Yeah, like oh, like that's that gonna be good. Star where he's got a really good voice and he's kind of got like really unique voice and he kind of writes his all his own songs. And like, I just like I didn't think anyone would know him other than like kind of me or people that are kind of into that music. Nice, so, like, out there. Somebody's new, like he's only got like two albums out, and I was like, yeah, maybe the lads will like him. Maybe they describe him as ghetto gospel. Oh, yeah, I think he's great. Like his voice is incredible. Like it's really unique. Wow, interesting. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Greg? Um, I'm nominating a band called Ezra Bell, and then John is nominating a band called Me Like Bees. So he's nominated yeah. their album The Ides, which is 
So so far, I know both of those albums, um, Isabel and Me Like Bees, but I don't know. I, well, I know the one you mentioned, Jake. So, Piggy, you're the only one that I haven't heard so far. I know none of your albums for my own. I don't think my music, the one I, I, I really don't think the one I suggested you you will enjoy very much, Piggy. Please roll for Rod Wave. I kind of want Rod Wave myself, to be honest with you, since none of us know what it is. But let's see how the votes go, I suppose. <laughs> Just to, to, to touch on it, Piggy, you said you don't know them, right? So me and John share a playlist on Spotify, um, Ben and the Boys. So Ben and the Boys is a place that me and John created. So for us, the boys are both Ezra Bell and me like these. We both kind of became a big fan of both those bands. So we mm-hmm. tried to create a playlist based around those two bands. So you would have heard us listen to them, Piggy, a lot. And one of them was the song that um, you kept hearing your man screaming. Oh, I can't even remember what you... If you heard he, John went downstairs and he left it on <laughs> over and over again. I felt like I was losing my mind. <laughs> well, what was, you were hearing something completely different to what was actually being said though. I'm just trying to remember what it was that you were hearing oh, I wish I remembered right now but anyways yeah so you've heard it through the Playstation headset anyways <laughs> while he's playing Grand Theft Auto in the background <laughs> and it's a mix of five different songs at once yeah. <laughs> well, fingers crossed you actually get to hear no fingers time. crossed it's Broadway thanks very much <laughs> right so the, the poll is going to go up on Facebook and for anyone who's listening who has voted or will vote, we don't vote on the Facebook poll just because me and Jake are the only people who actually use Facebook. Piggy and John don't use Facebook. So we will vote in our WhatsApp group and then add that on to the tally of what was voted on Facebook. So if you ever see a case where there's like six on Facebook and then we say it was seven, that's why. Yeah, yeah, like like actually it wasn't 11 to 9 this week, it was 11 to 10 because Piggy wanted to listen to uh, Demon Days, but, you know, he can't vote on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Right, lads, thanks for joining me. Today was another little uh, longer one than usual. F- 51 yeah. minutes, 30 seconds now. I warned you, when all three of us got on here, it'd be about an hour long. And that was me trying my best to cut it short once or twice while bearing in mind the fact that I just wouldn't shut up either. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cheers, lads. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you guys take care. Talk to you soon. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to our discussion on this week's album. If you'd like to participate in the polls for the conversations about the album, Join us on our Facebook group at This Week's Album Pod.